Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Hi, I'm walking into this a little bit blind right now because I actually had a totally different episode planned for today, but honestly, the universe is against me right now. A lot of times I just sit down for the podcast with a few notes that I've written for myself, you know, about what I want to talk about, or sometimes I just have a topic on my mind that I want to speak to, and then I just kind of ramble on for an hour. So popular, don't mind me. Today I actually wanted to do a podcast where I answered advice questions for you all, because I see other podcasts do this a lot. I think it can be really fun. It's cool for you all to be able to I don't know, weigh in on random people's problems. But honestly, I have been trying to film videos all day long and I'm in such a sour mood. I kind of just want to talk about it because one, maybe that's a little bit healthier than just bottling it up inside while I'm trying to film. And also, I think it can be probably something that hopefully would be useful to other people too. Because if there's one thing I've learned, if I'm feeling something, somebody else is probably feeling the exact same thing. So today is Tuesday. I upload a video every single Tuesday and Friday at 12 p.m. And I've done this for at least a few months now. Maybe at the start of quarantine, I started doing it. And a little bit of it was random why I decided to do Tuesdays and Fridays. I intentionally wanted to do 12 p.m. because it felt like kind of an appropriate time for Pacific Standard Time, which is where I am but also would comply with any of my international viewers who might be watching in England before they go to bed or something. And I don't know, 12 p.m. just kind of felt right. And then I decided to do Tuesdays and Fridays because I'm a one-woman show. Not that anything I do is that impressive, but, you know, I film my videos, I edit my videos, I record my podcast, edit my podcast, all on my own. So I thought Tuesdays and Fridays felt like a good I don't know, like separation between getting to relax with my family or friends on the weekend, but also working through the quote unquote normal work week. So I don't know, I somehow landed on Tuesdays and Fridays and uploading at 12 p.m. PST. And I think a few weeks into uploading, I started to recognize that some large YouTuber named James Charles also uploads at the exact same time as I do. And at first I was like, well, shoot, is that kind of an issue? Because, you know, if you know a little bit about the YouTube algorithm, you might know that your videos should perform well within, I'd say, a minimum of the first 24 hours if it's going to continue to do well for, you know, the weeks or months to come. But if people are spending their time right when a video uploads watching James's video, and when I say people, I mean 21 million subscribers and counting, then they might not really care about a video that I'm uploading from somebody with 60,000 subscribers. And I'm not degrading the number of subscribers I have because I'm extremely grateful for that. But I think it's just, you know, how things work. When somebody is extremely successful, that's usually the channel that gets promoted more. Those videos are going to do well and you know that they're going to be good videos because he's got a whole team of people to work on them and it's James Charles. Like he's just interesting to watch. So at first I kind of was wondering if I should change my schedule. Is that a problem? But then sorry, I literally never get text messages or notifications or anything. And I have a really bad problem of not hearing my phone, like the ringer's never on. I don't even think I have like the vibration mode on. 
So honestly, I'm never really looking at my phone unless I'm doing, you know, work or social media, whatever. So of course, the one time I accidentally leave it on, I'm recording a podcast, but I digress. So I basically came to the realization that, you know what, I don't need to be so hard on myself. James has a completely different audience base than my viewers, at least I would kind of assume because, you know, he's a beauty channel, I'm a confused channel, and we're just on, you know, completely different bases. And we just serve different audiences, you know? So every week I see James upload at the exact same time I do. And even though I said that, you know, even though I convinced myself it's okay, every single Tuesday and every single Friday... I see James upload at the exact same time that I upload and I get so beyond self-conscious, like so beyond self-conscious. And I think I just get really discouraged because most of the time I had been up since three or four in the morning, finishing my video, editing it to hopefully something that's somewhat good to schedule and upload the video. And then when it's time for it to launch, I just, you know, shit on myself because I just recognize that I'm never going to be somebody like James. I'm never going to be big. I'm never going to be, you know, the kind of superstar that he is. And truly, I really don't think I would even thrive in that environment. I think you have to be a very special kind of person to be somebody like James Charles. And I really admire him. I mean, I think he's an incredible businessman. He obviously got a really cool start being with YouTube and CoverGirl and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, even though we're in different stratospheres, I cannot help but continually, continually compare myself to him. Even though I don't want his life, even though I know I will never be James, I still sit here and get so down on myself. And I think it's solely because of the reason and time that I upload. And I kind of feel like this past week was when it all came to a crashing halt in my heart because this was the week, if you're familiar with James, he did a collaboration with probably my favorite YouTuber, Emma Chamberlain. Now, I adore Emma and I adore her a lot because I think that we're kind of a lot alike and I feel like probably a lot of people say that, but genuinely, I feel like she is one of the coolest people, and I think that she's done an amazing thing with her success. So I think two days ago, I was on Twitter, and I saw Emma tweet out, hey guys, I'm not going to be posting my video today, which was Sunday. I'll be uploading on Tuesday. And I swear to you, in that moment, my stomach dropped, because I knew exactly why she would be posting on Tuesday. Like, there's not many YouTubers that post on Tuesday, probably because it's a shitty day to do so. I'm telling myself, (laughs) but I knew that that meant she and James were doing a collaboration. And in all honesty, I watched the collab as soon as they were both posted. I watched both videos. They were wonderful. They were really fun and engaging. Um, But this was Tuesday at 12 p.m. that James and Emma both uploaded their new videos. And guess who also uploaded at 12 p.m. on Tuesday? Taylor! (laughs) I feel like the more that I'm saying this, the stupider it sounds. And I don't even really know what I'm trying to say here, but I really think the bottom line of a lot of what I've been feeling today is rooted in comparison. It's rooted in probably just envy and jealousy, which is green and mean and gross. But it doesn't mean I don't feel it. And I can respect both of those creators on 
such a high level because I genuinely love their content. But I think it was just kind of the culmination of watching both of them post at the exact same time as me today that I realized, one, how insignificant I am, two, how terrible my videos will do sometimes, and three, just how I feel like even though I can try really hard and I can stay up really late and work my butt off and do what I think is right for somewhat of success, it just never feels like it's good enough. And I've been having this, I guess you could call it imposter syndrome, for a few weeks now pretty badly. I've been really worried about what if I'm doing everything wrong? I don't know how to post on Instagram correctly. Like, are you supposed to do something better or properly if you have quote unquote followers? I don't freaking know. Am I supposed to, I don't know, be doing something different with my podcast than what I'm doing? Should I be editing it differently? Should I be sharing it differently? Should I be making merchandise? Should I be doing more sponsorships? Should I be making different type of content on YouTube? Should I be, I don't know, like branding myself or something? I have no freaking idea. I have no freaking idea. And I get so, I don't know, insecure, I think is probably just the main thing because I feel like I've wanted to have YouTube as my passion for so freaking long. And it truly is that. It's my passion and it's something I love and I adore. And I am so beyond grateful that it's even allowed me to have little opportunities like starting a podcast that people actually listen to or making videos twice a week that people actually watch. But I think I just get really down on myself when I start to compare myself to these incredibly huge creators that are amazing and so talented. And I can't help but just sit back and think, oh my God, I'll never be them. I will never have that kind of support that they do. I will never have that kind of direction or management or team behind them that allows them to do the creative and incredible things that they're doing. And I feel like the issues that I'm talking about right now seem very specific to me. And I apologize for that because I think right now I'm really just venting. And maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe that's not healthy either. But I think I've dealt with really just gross comparisons all my life. And I think we're specifically in an age of heightened comparisons right now with TikTok and Instagram and YouTube all at our fingertips. We're constantly being surrounded by social media. We're constantly being forced this narrative of you have to look perfect in pictures or if you don't look perfect, you need to Photoshop it. You need to Facetune it. Or if you're not doing this, that or the other thing, then you're a weenie, a weenie hut junior. And I hate that because I let it get to me. And I think sometimes I can be so above it all and I can really stay grounded and humble and just recognize how privileged I am, the opportunities that I have, how gracious I am to even be sharing bits of my life that somehow people care about. But I think at the same time, we're all human and we all desire what we don't have. And sometimes the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, you see, let's just say Charlie D'Amelio, for instance, you see her with, I don't even know how many followers she has on TikTok right now. I'm going to guess 80 plus. That's just my random guess of the week. I'm sure it's 90 by the time I publish this. But somebody with 90 million followers 
you probably can see that. And sometimes you might even envy it, you know? It might be something that you desire. But Charlie is a 16-year-old girl. And just like most 16-year-old girls, I'm sure she has her own things that she has to overcome herself. So I don't think it's unusual to be comparing yourself to other people. I don't think you should be too hard on yourself if you've ever felt the way I'm feeling right now. But sometimes it just freaking sucks, you know? Like sometimes I don't know how to get myself out of the hole that I dig for myself because I let it build up. I really do. And I think I go through these weeks where I'm feeling great. I'm feeling all right. And I don't need to compare myself to other people. Or maybe I'm really interacting with all of you a lot through messenger messengers. Uh, owls. We send each other owls. Sometimes we connect through DMs. Sometimes we connect through comments, whatever. And I think sometimes that's really what lights a good fire under my butt and makes me feel so beyond lucky to talk to people all around the world. And somehow we get to connect. And I think that's the most magical and special thing. And in those moments, I feel very proud and I feel very happy with how far I've come. But I think sometimes I will go through weeks on end where there are little moments that I try and bottle up where maybe I see somebody post a picture and they have a body that I desire or they have even an outfit that I want or they have better fashion sense than I do and I kind of you know put it in my back pocket like oh if only I dressed like that or if only I looked like that but I try not to let it affect me until Maybe it's the butterfly effect or whatever, where all of a sudden my tea kettle is screaming at me because I've let all of these little things turn into a big old bucket of insecurities and I just explode. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And sometimes it really breaks my heart too, because I get a lot of messages from you all sharing how you've had similar thoughts. You know, you maybe have your own insecurities too, or you have a hard time dealing with online comparison and not even with just social media influencers or celebrities, but even within your own close circle. And I think I've mentioned this on a podcast before where sometimes that can almost be harder to overcome, not comparing yourself to people you know, because you so badly want to be happy and you want to showcase your highlight reel, but so does everybody else. And it's so hard to get the full picture when people are only sharing what they choose to share. I went through a pretty bad phase where I was just feeling so insignificant, especially as a content creator. And I think over time, when I allow all of that to just be suppressed in my brain and just not confront my feelings, I can really let it affect my videos or the podcast even or even just anything that I'm sharing on TikTok or my stories on Instagram, whatever. I feel like I can definitely notice a difference when I'm truly happy and when I'm just wanting to make content for you all to enjoy. Essentially, what I had to do was not only reduce my time on social media significantly, like significantly, but I also had to, because of my own insecurities, not because of anybody else, but I had to unfollow a lot of people that I was almost getting dangerously jealous of, like to my own detriment. And the hardest part about that is it has nothing to do 
with the people that I was following. It's all about my own personal insecurities that that I wasn't coping with and I wasn't dealing with. So therefore, my only way of coping with it was to remove those things from my feeds. And that's really shallow, honestly. Like if I'm confronting that head on, it's really pathetic that I feel so insecure about myself that I had to unfollow other people that don't make me feel good, even though they're just living their best life. But I was sitting at home, probably doing nothing, comparing myself to them detrimentally. And it got to the point where I had to unfollow those people because I knew I was just going to continually tear myself down. And that's my own personal problem. And I don't even think that's right. Like sometimes I feel like in the past I've said to unfollow people that don't make you feel good about yourself. And truly, you know, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. But honestly, shouldn't we be confronting our own inner demons before we're putting blame on anybody else? Like, why can't we uplift others for living their best life instead of immediately telling ourselves we're bad or we're wrong or hating on ourselves because we're not doing the same things that they're doing? I need to be taking my own advice right now as I'm sitting here reflecting about not being James Charles or not being Emma Chamberlain, not having 21 million subscribers on YouTube. But if I can like speak to myself into the podcast universe, first and foremost, everybody has a different starting point. Everybody has a different audience. Everybody has different styles. And James Charles is an anomaly. And so is Emma. And they're who they are because they're amazing. And there's probably a shit ton of people out there that are just like me. You know, maybe I'm not all that fabulous, you know, because I'm not. This is not uplifting. (laughs) I need to be nicer to myself. But there's a reason why those people are so successful. And it's because they're good and they're relatable and they're successful and they're competent and confident and thriving. I think something that Keith has taught me that I need to even apply to this situation or in other areas of my life is that sometimes it can feel discouraging to look at somebody like Emma or James and just sit here and pick yourself apart like I'm doing right now. And while we all love to have a pity party sometimes, other times nobody needs to be invited. You know, nobody needs to get an invitation to the party. But what I admire about Keith is that he sees people like that as motivation and inspiration. Like, He's very into cars, for example. So he follows a lot of people on social media that maybe have come from nothing and have worked their butts off all of their life to actually, you know, maybe make a name for themselves or help other people with mentorship programs and have all of these dream cars that Keith dreams about himself. And I think sometimes if I were to look at that situation, I would just sit here and mope. And I would say, what was me? I will never be like that. I'll never have those dream cars, even though I want them so badly. They're so cool that they've achieved that. And Keith is such a go-getter. And he sees those people online as motivation. Like, he can look at that and say, no, that's going to be me also. Like, I'm going to work just as hard as those people did. And they're showing me how they paved their own path. And now I can pave my own path. And I really admire that about him because I need to do the same with myself. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to see people online all the time as inspiration 
because sometimes I just take it as I'm a failure instead of look how much I can achieve. And I wish I had that kind of fire that gets lit under Keith's butt, you know, because honestly, it's what's going to separate people like James from people like me. Those are the people that succeed in life because they don't just sit around and feel sorry for themselves, but they're acting. You know, they they get up and act. They're not faking it. <laughs> but hearing Keith find inspiration in things that make me feel insecure about myself just shows me how much more I have to grow. And I think that's hard to admit out loud too, especially when, I don't know, I feel like when you have a podcast or I don't know, you put out this quote unquote persona online, people probably expect you to be perfect or they expect you to have it all figured out. But, but honestly, I think anybody who's listened to any episode of Don't Get It Twisted thus far can hopefully agree with me when I say I don't think I've put out that image whatsoever. I don't want to ever have anybody think that I have it all figured out. I don't want anybody to ever think that I know more than anybody else, even when I'm talking about things related to fitness. Like, I think I've made it very clear. I don't have any sort of certifications yet, hopefully. I mentioned like a few videos ago that I wanted to get my CPT and I haven't actually started the program yet just because it's quite a bit of money and I'm just trying to save up a little bit more before I get going. So that's my anti-update for you. But trust me, it's still kind of in the back of my head. So I haven't forgotten about it and I wasn't lying, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the reason I wanted to start this podcast was because I feel like there are a lot of times a lot of people online that put out that perfect persona. And I think over the years, it's gotten a lot better. I think a lot of people don't want to see that perfect person online because that's not relatable. It really isn't. And yes, I want to have a fun time with you. And I wanted to do a fun advice podcast today because it would just kind of be a fun listen. But it wouldn't be authentic of me if I just ignored the feelings that I was having today and just recorded a random episode to record it. You know, I think that's a lot more me. That's a lot more on brand than just making an episode to make an episode and slap a bandaid on something talking about my feelings for an hour on a podcast as my therapy session. Now that's Taylor. (laughs) Something else I think that I've wanted to confront for a long time, and this is, I think, pretty important and serious, so I appreciate if you're still listening to the episode at this point. But I think when I started YouTube, I kind of just started it because I had a passion for videos and editing and producing creativeness, whatever. And it's a little bit crazy because I'm popping up on my almost one year anniversary of starting YouTube. I think I posted my first video ever on October 2nd, 2019. So we're almost on my first year anniversary, which is really crazy, but exciting. And when I first started out, I really had no idea what type of videos I wanted to be making. And I had no idea how many times I was going to be posting videos. I kind of just wanted to do it, you know, and I didn't have any idea what an SEO was. I didn't have any idea how to tag my videos or make good thumbnails. Everything about it was a huge learning curve. So my first videos, I've, I think I've privated a lot of them because they're not even embarrassing. They're just bad. Like they're not worth your time to watch. So I've taken a lot of them down, but a lot of the first videos I made were 
vlogs and vlogs, but then some of them kind of had a purpose behind them. And truly, this was my favorite type of content to watch on YouTube. My favorite types of content have always been vlogs and then anything health or lifestyle related. So when I was starting to make all these videos, I kind of just made videos about things that I was watching or, you know, you follow trends because that's what other people are doing. Like I did the video trend of how much money do I spend in a week? And that video also was pretty bad, but it's still kind of interesting to look back on and see how much I've grown. I say, hopefully, if you agree. But I would say even in the past year, so much has changed in my interest of videos that I want to create and I want to put out there. And honestly, life has been really weird, obviously, for the past five or six months in quarantine. So I feel like my creative juices have not been flowing like normal. But I think I've kind of fallen down this rabbit hole of people thinking that I only make uh, fitness content. And honestly, I love making those types of videos because that's also my biggest passion. And I remember when I was just a YouTube watcher, I still am, but when I solely was watching YouTube and I wasn't making videos and I was mainly watching YouTubers, I was watching Whitney Simmons, I was watching Nikki Blackader, Grace Beverly, I was watching all of these Gymshark athletes or just fitness bloggers in general. Did I say bloggers? I meant vloggers. Awkward. And I kind of always had this dream of whenever I start YouTube, because, you know, it was always in the back of my mind, but I never wanted to bite the bullet. Whenever I start YouTube, that's the kind of content I want to make. I want to make lifestyle slash health content. So when I finally started my channel, first and foremost, I felt far too insecure to share videos of me at the gym or working out or anything really related to health and fitness because I didn't feel confident about myself or my body. And I mean, let's be honest, I still don't. But particularly one year ago, I was definitely not in a place to be sharing that kind of content online. And then right around my birthday, so November of 2019, I decided I wanted to take on a 30-day challenge. And it was my first fitness challenge I was going to do on my channel. And I thought, you know what, if I do something for 30 days and it's right around November and by the time I finish this, it will be the new year. That will be a really good motivator for other people, maybe if they were in the similar boat that I am. So I decided to do my first fitness challenge, which was walking on the treadmill every single day for 30 days doing 12 330 by Lauren Geraldo. And that exercise alone changed my life. It's still something I do probably two or three times a week. I love doing 12 330, which if you're not familiar, is just walking on the treadmill at an incline. Basically, it's just helping you stay active, getting in a little bit of cardio, but also increasing the difficulty because you're basically walking up a super steep hill. And I saw some really good results from it. And I was really excited because I pretty much vlogged the whole process. And I was really excited that I was going to be putting out this type of video. And I think when you share fitness content on any platform, it immediately does well. And there's a lot of reasons behind this. Um, first and foremost, people care a lot more about transformations or fitness and health than they do an individual. So for example, if I'm going to be posting a random vlog of me, I don't know, just living my life, it's probably not going to do that well because not that many people care. And that's not an insulting thing. It's just kind of the truth. But if somebody sees you know, a 30-day transformation and maybe they see some good results, a good before and after, quote unquote, 
the audience member can watch that video and almost visualize themselves having the same reality. And it's also really inspiring. I think when you see fitness content, a lot of times you're seeing people, let's just take Whitney for example, because I love Whitney Simmons and I think she's a really great influencer. And she's she started out on YouTube, I think primarily, but obviously she does really well on Instagram too. But anyways, she's a very beautiful woman and she has a very strong body and it's very evident. So people follow her, not only for her workouts, not only for her positive attitude, her healthy lifestyle promotion, but also I think deep down people want to be her or they want to see themselves with the same success that she's seen. And there's always this kind of inherent desire that comes with posting fitness content. And I think that goes, you know, across the board for for any fitness content creator. So I think in some ways it made me really, really happy because I posted that video and it did better than, you know, a lot of my other videos were doing. I think I used to be getting, you know, two or three hundred views a video because I had two or three hundred subscribers. And I just started to take more chances when it came to posting fitness content. And one of the following videos I posted was actually a video reviewing Whitney Simmons' new workout app. And it was kind of one of those situations where it happened to be timed right. And she happened to promote my video on her Instagram story. And truly, I have to continually thank her for that because she ended up kind of launching my channel. And I say launching, I went from like 200 to 500 subscribers. (laughs) But my video did really, really well for me. And without her promoting my video, I probably would have never been monetized or not monetized in the same amount of time. I probably would have never continued to make fitness content. I wouldn't be recording this podcast, you know, there wouldn't be any reason for me to because I probably just wouldn't have any sort of people watching my videos or wanting to listen. So I'm extremely, extremely grateful for her. But I think it's kind of interesting how when you post those videos, you end up kind of loving the results. And I think that's definitely happened to me. I've loved seeing people, more people being positively affected by those videos because they reach a larger audience. And sometimes I feel like when I just post a vlog or I just post a video that's not about fitness, I don't know if I can just outright say people don't care and maybe they really don't. But first of all, the algorithm's not going to push it the same way it would push a video about fitness. And also, it's not going to be as positive for other people. Like one of the main reasons I love making fitness content is that it's not just for me. Yes, I'm sharing a bit of my journey or yes, I'm doing a workout routine for myself, but truly I'm recording it for you. And if I was doing it for me, I wouldn't have to record it, you know, and I'm hoping that by sharing it on my channel, maybe somebody else can be inspired and maybe they can find something that they didn't know existed, a workout routine they didn't know was perfect for them. And that's why I love fitness content. But at the same time, I've never outright wanted my channel to be a fitness channel. And I think that's something I really want to be adamant about in the coming months and weeks or whatever, is making sure that I'm continually making content that not only helps other people, brings joy to other people, but also brings me joy too. And I think that's extremely important and really hard to face, quite honestly. And it's kind of tough because, like I said, I love making those types of videos, but I don't want my channel to be based on 
other people, if that makes sense. Like as much as I want to try out different workout programs and review them and give you my honest feedback, etc., I don't also want my channel to just be about other people because that's a clutch and that's not, in my opinion, smart of me or creative of me as a quote unquote content creator. And that just makes me feel really insecure, honestly, because if I'm only ever making videos that are about other people, what does that have to say about me? Like if my channel consists of eating like so-and-so or working out like so-and-so videos or doing the challenge of so-and-so, that's great. And that's really fun because like I said, I'm sure it's helping somebody. But at the end of the day, that has nothing to do with me as a content creator. And I didn't make a channel to just talk about other people. And I think the people that can do that, all the power to them. And if you can add something fun to it, you know, you can add on a twist. That's amazing too. And I think that's something I've kind of tried to sneak in lately, like Twisty Tay's review or Twisty Tay's analysis of the program or the workout for the day or the eating plan, whatever. But it's kind of hard for me to even add in an analysis when I'm not certified also. I'm literally, I don't know, going in a circle here when I'm talking out loud. But I think just what I'm trying to vent out here is I don't want to be in a niche of something that is just based on other people's success because I don't think that that's something about it just feels immoral to me like it doesn't feel right and I know that I'm better than that and I know that I can make content that's free from having to rely on other people and yes sometimes that means it's less fitness videos and more videos that are just fun or based on other things or maybe it's vlogs or maybe it's car videos or maybe it's fast food taste tests But other times that does mean, you know, I can still be doing challenges left and right. But I just want to get to a point where I don't have to just make eating like videos all the darn time just because they perform well. And I think that's something that I've heard other larger influencers talk about a little bit lately. Uh, For example, Alicia Marie. I kind of look up to her a lot. Um, She's a YouTuber with, I think, maybe just under 8.5 million subscribers on YouTube. She has quite a bit, but I mean, she's been around on the platform, I think for 12 years. So she definitely knows what she's talking about. And I mean, creators deal with this kind of, um, I don't know, ideology on, you know, lots of different leveling before I'm sure. And it's kind of inherently in the job description, like you're kind of fighting for views, which I absolutely hate. I hate it so much because Let me give you an example. Um, Today, my video was posted. And of course, you don't really know why a video doesn't do well, but it was my French fry taste test. And I was ranking different French fries that I tried at different drive-thru restaurants. And this was something I'd literally been wanting to do for forever, but I kept putting it off because of 75 hard or I just hadn't gotten around to doing it. And when I finally made the video, I loved it. And I stayed up really, really late last night finishing it. And I thought it was one of the better videos I've made in a long time because it felt really fun. And everything about it just felt, I don't know, I was really, really happy watching it and editing it. And then, of course, I publish it today and whatnot. And uh, when you publish a video, YouTube gives you kind of like a short description of how your video is performing thus far. And It's so nice of YouTube to do this, but they'll actually give you like of your last 10 uploads in the last 28 days, this is how this video is doing and it will rank them 
1 through 10. And the French fry video, before I started recording this podcast, was at number 10. As in, it has the worst views of the last 10 videos I've posted. And I mean, I kind of expected it, which is a little bit disappointing, but sometimes I just know that a video is not going to perform well, but it's something I wanted to do anyways. And that's what I was alluding to with Alicia Marie. Like she will say that sometimes you just need to do videos that are for you and you don't need to just be fighting the algorithm or you don't just need to be fighting for the views or something. But knowing that you made the video because it was what you genuinely loved and that was to a T this french fry video and you know what if the people that watch it find it great then that's amazing and maybe I made one person happy and maybe it's just not a freaking good video and I'm a little bit too cocky you know but I mean it's still hard to come to terms with when one this is you know a job so if you're not performing well in your job then it hurts not only your pockets but your heart (laughs) And also it can, you know, affect how you feel creatively for the rest of the day. So when I'm posting this video and it doesn't do well and I see two of my favorite creators or at least Emma, my favorite creator and and James, somebody I really admire posting these videos and they're awesome and they're amazing and they're so well produced and my video stinks and I'm trying to record a podcast and I'm trying to film two videos today and my family's coming into town. So I'm stressed about, you know, getting everything ready. Um, My period might be coming. (laughs) Is there enough reason for why this episode was just shambles and why I'm feeling so, I don't know, quarter life crisis? I'm not there yet, thank God, but I'm sure it's coming. Anyways, I think I just get in my head a lot and I spend a lot of time comparing myself to other people and it stinks and it stinks a lot. And I wish I had better advice for you on how to not be like me, but I think sometimes I just want to share me I want you to know that it's okay to have bad days and it's okay to also confront them because I think a lot of times in my past, I've just tried to pretend everything's fine and I've just tried to pretend that I'm not bothered because that's not my personality. Like I'm always happy-go-lucky, but it's okay to just kind of be with your emotions and almost recognize why you're upset and truly even just talking about it right now, I feel a lot happier. Like I feel a lot better right now, even just because I finally talked through why I'm feeling the way I am. And, you know, yes, I want to get to a point where I'm not just all of a sudden posting fitness content left and right because I'm not a fitness guru. I'm not certified. I don't have the body for it. Yes, it's my passion. Yes, I love it, but I don't have any great insight, you know. So yes, I want to get past that. But at the same time, I also do love it and I know that you love it too. So yes, I'm probably going to be posting a lot of those videos and no, I don't have 21 million subscribers, but I have 60,000 who mean a shit ton to me. And I even have a few thousand more that listen to this podcast that I admire so freaking much and I'm so grateful for. And I just, I think it's good to talk through why you might be upset sometimes because like I said, I'm feeling better already. So thanks for listening to this little venting session. Um, (laughs) like I said, I wish I had better parting words for you, but if this has ever been you and you're like me and you kind of just sit and sulk in your thoughts, go talk to someone. Or if you don't have someone to talk to, DM me. Seriously. Like I genuinely will respond and I genuinely love to hear from you. So please, if you don't have anybody to talk to, send me a message on any platform at Taylor Woods with two L's. Comment on one of my videos. Send me an email. Hello at twistypod.com. I'm 
genuinely serious about this because I I want to make sure that I'm here for you and that you have somebody to listen to you also. I can also leave a few numbers in the description box for this podcast for maybe some free hotlines that you can connect with if you're ever feeling lonely, um, if you're ever dealing with mental health issues. Uh, there's a lot of great resources out there that we should be taking advantage of. So I will leave a few numbers or links down below, down below <laughs> in the description box for this podcast. And hopefully um, that can help you out a little bit. But thanks for just being my friend today. I feel like that's exactly what this was. It was just me sitting in my closet. Um, Reese is here also, but she's been a good companion today. She hasn't barked much. And I just, I appreciate you listening to this. So don't be too hard on yourself. Know that there's value in everything that you do and and know that it's okay to be sad sometimes. Sometimes I don't want to be happy. That was so off key. Anyways, love you all so much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Don't Get It Twisted. Sorry if this was lame, but love you all and I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.